Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 42 of the Communication Coach. I hope you're well, you're having a great day, whatever you're doing. And today I thought we could discuss how do you behave when your ego kicks in. So this week I have been lucky enough to go down to Hendon to see the lady that is now doing my old job, which is a little bit weird, but she's going through her teaching training qualification I'm a mentor for her as part of that training, working with the university, going to do some assessments. And something really interesting happened to me whilst I was there, which I thought I'd share. And it just got me thinking about ego. Now, I'm learning more and more about ego. I don't in any way profess to be an expert, but I know that my ego and my self-righteousness sometimes get in the way of making proper decisions or listening or having conversations with people and I'll also talk about listening just briefly towards the end because there's a couple of things that have happened to me this week that I've gone actually you know what I haven't listened to you properly and I've been challenged around that so so that's interesting so it's all good learning so I thought I'd share that with you so you can learn from my mistakes and we can all grow and move forward together but ego ego what is ego So I'm going to give you an example of what I think my ego is and how it has uh, worked for me or changed the way I behaved or been reflected in my communication and my behavior. So we've talked a, a lot over the last few weeks about being right and how we change our behavior when we think we are right and we only listen often to be right. And if you haven't listened to those podcasts, I've covered them before, just go back and, and refresh on them. So when Megan joined a new school, so she's recently joined a new school and we were sitting there, we had this meeting with the headmaster for the parents who were talking about school's expectations on the parents, what to expect because it's new going from, so here in the UK we have a system where children go to one school up until they're about the age of 10 or 11 and then they go on to a senior school and so senior school is quite a big deal, it's a new school, everybody changes, so sometimes you stay with your friends, sometimes you don't, and it's a different a different way of life. It's more pressurised, it's more homework. Kids are starting to grow up and have more responsibility. And so we go to this meeting with the headmaster and he talks a little bit about what's going to happen and, wh- and what's going to change, and I'm sitting there. And, and sometimes, you know, when you send children to a new school, and perhaps you can relate to this, you're not sure whether you've made the right decision... So Meg's going to a private school, that, that is a choice between the family and there are lots and lots of reasons for that. I'm not going to go into them now, but sh- we decided to send her to a private school and she's gone to this private school. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm listening to the master and of course I'm listening to everything that makes me right around why I believe that that is a good decision to have made. Of course I am. So I'm sitting there nodding at all the appropriate places, yeah, feeling quite pleased and smug with myself. <laughs> Yes, this is definitely right. This is definitely right. I would like to go to this school and have these opportunities. And um, he talked about a book that they were going to be given that they would then reflect on over the term. And it would be a discussion point. So all the kids had a 
discussion point to start with. So they all had something in common around this book. And the book was called You Are Awesome by Matthew Syed. And I have already bought Meg this book. I had listened to one of my mentors talk in a podcast. He'd done an interview with Matthew. I was very impressed with it. And I went out and bought the book and uh, gave it to Meg and read it myself. And, and it is a good book if you're, if you're looking for some simple psychology that will help you to understand yourself and your kid better. Then it, and it's a great book and it's easily written and it's well written. And I really liked it. And that's my opinion. And so when, of course, he said that this was the book that they were giving to the children, and I was like, well, I've, I've already given this book to Megan. How pleased was I with myself? How amazed, you know, big pat on the back for me all round, smiling. I was nudging my partner going, look, I bought that book. I bought that book. How amazing am I? Look, I'm the headmaster. We know all about these things. <laughs> I was like laughing because that was all about my, <laughs> my ego and being right and making myself right. And then it happened on Monday, and I was a bit more in control of it this time. I wasn't uh, uh, patting myself on the back and going, yay, me, well done, me. I was um, I was listening in the class, and it's interesting. I've, I felt really privileged and honoured to have the job of being the national and international trainer around hostage and crisis negotiation, and loved that part of my work, seeing people grow from when they come in and taking them on a two-week journey of self-discovery, getting them to uh, reflect and think about things in a, in a slightly different way and find out about people and how they changed and grow was just an amazing experience. Yeah, it, and it was a tough experience. Don't get me wrong. It was a lot of long hours, a lot of hard work, but it was a real, a real privilege to see people grow and in the UK and in other countries. And for people to kind of share with, with us at the end their stories about how it had... Uh, affected them how they'd grown as a person how they were implementing it with not just at work but with their families as well because it was you know when you learn to communicate better it has a uh, an impact on all of your relationships not just when you're sent out in your role uh, to go and speak to people in crisis but also when you're involved in more emotional conversations with the people that you love and care about in your life and so i was sitting there listening um to the class listening to the teaching making my notes and the amount of times I sat there and wanted to chip in, you know, stick my hand up, share my story, tell them how great I'd been, tell them what I'd done, who I was, you know. And that was all about my ego. And as I sat there listening to the voice inside my head was going, oh, yes, well, actually, I would have said this here and I'd have done that there. I was like, Nick, whoa. You see, this, is, this isn't about you listening now and and reflecting on someone's performance you're now like in your mind taking over being the teacher being the ego in the room of i want to share my experience with you i want to tell you how how i did this and not not from that arrogant i don't think maybe others would say a, a different thing but for me it wasn't about being the arrogant and saying this is me this is how great i was it, it's more about sharing 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 those learning experiences of do you know what? I got this wrong. I got this wrong. I've learned this. I've done this. I'm learning this. I'm doing this. This works for me. This doesn't work for me. It's not easy <laughs> because it's not easy because when you change any habit or behavior, it's not easy. You have to reflect on why you're changing it. What is it about you? What triggers certain behavior in you? And I felt I've, I've, 
I know my self-awareness has grown because I, as I sat there in the class, I was aware of that ego. I was aware of that little voice inside my head chipping in going, well, I'd have said this here, I'd have done that here. Actually, I can give you a better example of this. I can do that. And when students were answering questions, I was aware that I wanted to stand up in front of the class and share my experience. And that was about my ego. So there's two really simple examples there about how that ego kicks in how when you you know always want to give your own input from your own point of view and uh, there's a guy called Eckhart Tolle who wrote a lot of books on ego and it talks a lot about the now and I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day who is struggling sometimes to be in the now and her mind races off and into the future and the fear of the future and perhaps you can relate to this as well certainly when I have a fear factor around something so I've just had a really good coaching call with my business coach I think coaching is amazing and the last hour has really helped me to see a lot clearer get some more clarity implement some structures logistics in my life that are going to make my life easy but I couldn't see them I couldn't see them and I wouldn't listen to other people's ideas either if my ego was getting in the way because it would push back and say you know what I'm right here so we all have an ego and it's recognizing what your ego does for you, how it helps you perform, how it hinders your performance, how it helps you communicate and how it hinders your communication and it changes your behavior when that ego gets in the way because we don't always have to be right and there are many of us who do think we are always right and sometimes we'll go away and reflect and then come back and go, actually, I wasn't right. You make a really fair and valid point. I'm going to listen to that perspective. But often what happens is we have our say and then go away and reflect rather than holding the say, reflecting as it's happening and then going away. So I was pretty pleased with myself and pretty proud of myself that I was able to sit there and recognize that my ego was kicking in and to then bring myself back to the now and back to the present moment, not to the future of, oh, I could answer that question, or actually, if I come and speak to you later, I'll be able to do that, but bringing myself back to the now. And I've really been working on this week on bringing myself back to the now, whether it's bringing myself back to how I'm breathing or to exactly where I am and enjoying that moment more. Because often when we are reflecting on something else or having that conversation with our ego or we're worried about what's going to happen in the future we're not enjoying exactly why we're here now and what's going on for us right now and often I find personally that I forget this and, and perhaps you can relate to this but we'll spend so much time worrying about what happened in the past or what is going to happen in the future which actually might not happen in the future that we forget to enjoy the here the now and who we are and what we have around us and being grateful for that you know it's easy to always want something more and I think as human beings we we do that a lot we have something and then we want something more if I look at my life now you know I'm 50 and I love being 50 because I don't have all that pain <laughs> and that hurt of being a teenager, being in your 20s, establishing who you are, working out where you fit in life, finding what your purpose is in life. And for me, that's great. Now, if you're younger, all I can say to you is it does get easier. And I kind of wish somebody had told me all of this when I was younger. I might not have listened. I absolutely get that because my ego would have said, I don't need to listen to you. I know lots and I'm doing it my way. And I probably would have said that. 
But I think as I have got older, and I can only speak for myself, and those experiences that you then start to have and you start to recognise, so is this me or is this my ego talking? And where do I sit in the world? And what is my purpose? And what value am I giving? And how am I valued? Because I think that's really important as a human as well, is feeling valued. And we'll all want to feel valued in different ways. We'll, uh, some of us will want to hear it. Some of us want to see it. Some of us will just feel that we're valued. But it's about making that difference. And sometimes when we're not making that difference and we don't have that purpose and we don't feel valued, that's when our ego can kick in. And it can, it can, it can um, drive us to feel lots of different things, from feeling very flat to very high to being very calm and in the moment. And if we can... If we can park that ego, if you can park that inner voice, if you can park that thought, and sometimes it's a lot easier. So for I'll give you, uh, I'll share with you a classic example. When I'm very emotionally driven, um, my inner dialogue, my ego is one of challenge. It challenges me and, and it tells me that I'm not good enough. And it, what happens is it's defending you, it's protecting you, and then it will look to blame as well. So quite often we'll look to blame others and use words like, you make me feel, rather than taking that responsibility for, see, this is my feeling, and, and why am I feeling this way? So once you can recognise that and, and speak to your ego, I guess, which might sound a little bit weird if you're listening to this and you're thinking, what on earth is she talking about? But one of the techniques, and I, I didn't come up with it myself, somebody, I read it in a book, sorry, I can't remember who I can attribute this to, but they would just say, you know, thank you for trying to protect me, but I don't need you right now. And that really works. Well, it, it really works for me, and obviously worked for this other person as well, but I find that really useful. So if I can grab that, and I can just say to it, you know, thank you for protecting me, but I don't need you at the moment, and then it will go and I can bring myself back to the moment and be where I'm supposed to be and dealing with what I'm dealing with rather than that fearful, what's going to happen? What happens if this? What happens if that? Well, I'm just going to be here right here, right now. So I thought I'd share that with you. When does your ego get in the way? How do you behave when it kicks in? What is it about your ego? Is it protecting you? Is it making you right? Is it uh, wanting your voice to be heard above everybody else's? And sometimes we're very quick to respond in that emotional way about how right we are, especially with our children, I think, as well, when they push those boundaries because you've got that experience. And they'll actually see things from a totally different perspective from you and the way that you view life. And I know that we often want to wrap them up and protect them and our friends and family as well. We have to let them make choices as hard as that will be. We have to, everybody has a right to their own opinion and freedom of choice. And remember, you'll always come at that opinion and choice from your own perspective. So have a great week. Let me know what else you would like me to talk about. Thanks for all the feedback. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you listening and being there and just let me know if I can help you in any other way. So take care, and I'll speak to you soon. Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Comms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share, and review, and I look forward to speaking to you soon.